It's the Slightly Crap Film Podcast with me, Howell Roberts, and him, Ed Southall. To the pit of horror that is the slightly crap film podcast Halloween 2020 <coughs> special. Hey, Ed. Hey, it's creepy round here. I can see it looks a bit spooky where you are. I see you've dressed as a, as a werewolf today. That's impressive. Uh, it's not. I've just got a holiday beard. <laughs> hey, you look, you'd be a ginger werewolf. I would you'd be, be a ginger werewolf. I'd you. be like a werefox. <laughs> all other werewolves, all other werewolves would be like picking on you. <laughs> a werewolf. This is what I want to know. This is what I want to know about werewolves. Right? If you wear glasses, as I do and you do, if we wear glasses and you turn into a werewolf, do you still need your readers? Do you still need to go, well, hang on, I've got to just put my glasses on for this this bit of prowling. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a genuine it's a genuine question. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, I haven't I asked many werewolves, but uh, next time I see no. one, or, if they can't see me, then maybe that answers the question. <laughs> I'll be fair. That's with the werewolf is my favourite of of the um, Halloween beasties. Is I love a, I love a werewolf. Yeah. Uh, I, what, I what, what do you think to Wolf the film with Jack Nicholson? Um, I think the. It, <laughs> 25 years has passed since I watched that film. I think, good reason. I think, or something like that. <laughs> well, I don't know, I can't remember. The one I, the one I do remember that I, I actually liked, but everyone else seemed to hate, was... Um, uh, the was it, called, was it called The Wolfman? With Anthony Hopkins and... I, was it oh, yeah, yeah. Javier Bardem, or was it... Oh, I can't remember who was in it now. But I thought it was... I thought it was all right. It I was good, it was then. all right, yeah. I forgot yeah, about but that film. they, they, I yeah, watched, I thought I they Wolf got in the, the cinema with Michelle Pfeiffer and and uh, was she was, out with you then? Did you go out with her then? Yeah, yeah, she was sat. You next, went with her, yeah, yeah, hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, we, we shared our before the on. before the before the restraining order kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, when she came around and realised what was going on, <laughs> yeah, she wasn't impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember oh, it. Man. I saw it in the cinema and I was like, it was one of those films that was, I think, a 15 and we weren't 15 yet and we were trying to get into it. And I was just, oh, right. and we yeah. got in. But, I was about but, 25. Well, I, I kind of wish that we hadn't got in, to be honest. If, if so memory serves. How, how, how are you doing then? How are you good. doing? Or how, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm oh. all right. Um, I'm good, thank you. I've been trying to catch up on a few <laughs> horror films for for our special. Um, yeah, and I've quite enjoyed. It. I've quite enjoyed going back to uh, like eighties horror, which is where my 
Um, I guess my, most of my experience of watching horror films is so I watched <laughs> this is this will explain so much to you I watched loads of horror mm. films when, between the age of like nine <laughs> and oh, 15 <laughs> because my next door mm. neighbour had Sky so he would just record loads of them um and yeah, this is when I was growing. I was really young, <laughs> and we would just watch like the most inappropriate horror films all the time. But who cared back that's then? That's really, that's really bad. Well, I obviously I'm a different generation to you. I'm a generation before, and and for us, you see, getting to see horror films was really difficult. And mm. uh, you know, if you were a kid, um, I was absolutely fascinated by um, the supernatural and the, by. Um, the sort of idea of horror I'd grown up I mean I, I remember watching um, and I've talked about this before like they, they used to do Hammer du- Double Bills Hammer Horror mm. Double Bills on BBC Two and when I was a kid and, and sometimes I think me, me, me dad would be at the pub um, my brother would be writing poetry upstairs and I'd be sitting with my mum on the couch and that's where I, I sort of got introduced to horror really and I, I remember at my grandmother's house as well um, watching a horror film called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. <laughs> I like the extra just, two um, words there. <laughs> it sounds quite just, good until just, the last two words. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect I didn't expect to be talking about it now, but that is a film that warrants its own podcast, I think. And I'm sure there's a cast out there about it. But um it was kind of a a 1970s horror and it was just on the telly and I remember watching it with my grandma and it was proper heebie-jeebies mm. stuff for when I was a little but then you know as a teenager it's sort of the equivalent of your sort of 9 to 15 age it was about trying to get hold of VHS tapes of films because there was no mm. way you could get to the cinema to see any of this stuff um, but it, so it was um, it was get the VHS or um, I what I used to do, which is get the novelization. So that's how I got into Stephen King, who we've well, talked about. My my mother previously. got me into horror films because <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. she, she would go to the video shop and just randomly select films that sounded like the titles that we'd mentioned. So my sister once yeah. said, um, "We really want to watch the Goonies." So so can can you get the Goonies out, Mum? And Mum went to the video shop. And yeah. clearly, one eye on on the videos, one eye, God knows where else. And she came home. Yeah. She said, "I've got it. Put it on. Let's get your friends round. Um, your brother, your little brother Ed, aged I don't know five or something. He'll want to watch this too. <laughs> so let's stick them all in a room. And then proper eighties parenting was just like, right, play, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, and we're what, what unfolded? You got your crisps. <laughs> <laughs> what unfolded was not the Goonies, but the Ghoulies. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, coming out of the toilet. Which, yeah, which is an 80s horror yeah. of these little nasty yeah. puppet things that come out of the toilet and eat people. Um, yeah. So all these like pre-teens <laughs> sat on their own watching this movie, <laughs> screaming their heads up. And my mum's like, yeah. well, you asked for the Ghoulies. <laughs> well, she she did right, and uh, we've got to thank her for that for for basically birthing not just birthing you, but birthing the lifelong love of um, genre. Yeah, um, can we use a different description? Which, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've just reminded me because I've just bought. Um, I, I tend at the moment I just seem to be buying films and yeah. r- rather than watching them so an offer came up um, and I can't remember the name of the company it might be Indicator who are very good at 
releasing really love high quality Blu-ray. We love Indicator, but I think I might be wrong, but I think it's their move. Um, or is it Eureka? I can't remember now, but they've released um, Troll, which is very... You know, you're in the world of sort of 1980s puppet horror. Yeah. So it's tr- it's called Troll. And then the sequel is Troll 2. That's funny. And that is highly recognised as one of the worst horror films ever made. <laughs> so I just can't wait to watch it. I've never seen it, but there's been a documentary. I think there's I've seen the documentary. Is this the one where one of the main actors is now a dentist? Yes. Yeah, yes, yes it is. Great. So I've, I've actually I've parted with a tenor to, <laughs> to, to fulfil my dream. The dedication we have to um, this podcast, Al. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's true, because I want to talk about it down the line. So... Anyway, listeners, it's great. It's great to be doing this. We're 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 just um, obviously we're trying to get this out for Halloween 2020. And um, what we're going to do in this podcast today is we're just, we're just going to talk all things. We're focusing on horror, obviously, because it seems right to do so. Um, and I've got a film I'd like to talk about. Ed would like to talk about a film he's not watched yet, but he's gonna. And then we're going to set some homework. And the homework's going to be tell us about the the slightly crap if 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 you can slightly crap horror movies that you've um, you've watched during this season but ed I-, I wanted to ask you about this idea of the halloween season and and what does halloween actually mean to you you've got three kids what's the crack oh well we're a bit miserable at halloween <clears throat> um the kids get dressed i mean when when they were little littler the oldest ones um we i would take them round the neighborhood um, dressed up, going begging, um, much to the annoyance of my lovely wife, who really isn't comfortable with the notion of going round to people's houses with your hands out, going give us some sweets. <laughs> she's um, she's right minded, I think. Yeah. So so we did it a few times, but I have to f- say, like, I mean, as a kid, I used to love it, but as an adult with the kids. It is really awkward. You like stand at the bottom of the drive, and you're like nodding at the people at the door, going, "Yeah, give us some sweets." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're—I mean—they're dead happy to do. It. They're like they're with these massive bowls full of sweets, throwing yeah. them at the kids and telling them to f off and stuff, and don't don't break my windows <laughs> again. Um, yeah, but for me, like the supervisor, it's it's a bit weird. I'm I'm not that keen on it. And in in more recent years. Uh, we just we haven't really done it. We've we've found um, a kindred spirit. We've got a neighbour who's quite um, quite a, quite a dedicated Christian, and they they're, they're quite bothered, obviously, by the sort of pagan aspects of Halloween. So they don't they don't celebrate it essentially. So so we just have a meal with them now. <laughs> we, we got this year, but um, but yeah. <laughs> so you actually put the but. but yeah, but the, the the thing is, you actually have a meal. You're actually saying we're going to do something, which um, yeah, we we we, we kind of know, use the occasions to to do something, mm. um, but we don't. Yeah, we don't there's, do a, the there's a lad on things, one so. of my yeah, one of my Facebook friends. Uh, he he does seem to do a, a month long festival with his housemates. And, a month long. So on. He, he he seems to be post. Yeah, I don't know. He seems to he's putting a, a film on every day or a couple of films. They're watching mm. a film every night, I think. And it's quite great because on the Facebook, basically, he's just putting a poster up every day. Yeah. And I've got something to say pretty much about every film he's put on, and and that's pretty cool. 
But I'm I'm reminded of uh, when our son was um, smaller and we had a family friend who she had a couple of kids and she'd always want to do something. So we'd be going over to Leeds to, to, to their house and Tommy would have to dress up and he's like looking at me like, why am I a ghost pirate? <laughs> What's going <laughs> off here? I'd, can I not just stop in? And, and then the notion of going round house to house, it was kind of weird. But I remember saying to this family friend, um, I think she said to me, do you not are you not bothered about Halloween now bear in mind I love horror I love all aspects of it and she said do you, do, you, do you not like Halloween and I said I cannot be arsed with this but then I realised I'd re- and then it was quite awkward then because she'd put there was like cobwebs all over her house you know that you'd spray all over and spiders hanging everywhere and I felt a bit bad then but I can't be bothered with it, mm. but neither could my son. And maybe that's our fault. I don't know. I, well, the I other thing, the other thing uh, that our kids like odd. doing, because we've been to the States a few times, they, they mm. kind of do the States version of Halloween. They, they like dressing yeah. up. And my eldest just likes dressing up as a character. It doesn't have to be an undead character. Like, I don't know, I don't no. know how aware you are of the stuff that goes on in the States but they, they, they just dress up they don't you know people dress up mm. as like presidents and stuff they don't they don't right. always dress up as yeah. gory gross stuff no I mean I, I, I quite I, I don't mind dressing up I like all that well I can and see if I, I can probably... see that I can see that <laughs> yeah thanks man the blue eyeliner is a real treat <laughs> if I was ten I'd, I'd probably like the idea of dressing up as a, as a monster but we didn't have that sort of when I was 10 you see it, it wasn't like you could just go to Asda mm. and get yourself a, a pretty cheap fancy dress costume no it wasn't there was nothing like that and I think trick or treat was a bit of a an excuse for, to go and harass um, your neighbours really and the trick did anyone uh, ever do the trick quite nasty well we used to wake up on them you know if you didn't answer the door um, your bins would be over in those days you know and I'm talking about if you picture an old fashioned bin you know with a proper lid and that yeah. um, your bins would be over and stuff like that or your windows might get smashed it was it, it seemed quite bleak really but I suppose that's what Halloween should be you see I'd, I'd be up for just um, going the whole hog me and just thinking that, who's, house on who's fire bad <laughs> let's burn them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you see that's it you see that's it but um, yeah I don't know I quite like that episode in Stranger Things when they're dressed up as Ghostbusters I like that yeah it's cool. nice it's a nice nod that yeah it's very good yeah so I, I think it is very American and I think for me Halloween as a sort of festival a cultural festival is very American and it's kind of a bit divorced from from what I want it to be however you know on Saturday night I've got I, I've got a list of films I'd like to watch. That's so I'm kind of buying in as well as sort of saying I'm not bothered. Hmm, it's a weird one, isn't it? How? Yeah. Have you ever been without clothes in the woods? <laughs> um, I don't want to really talk about it. I was young. I didn't know what I was doing. Have you ever woken up naked, confused, covered in blood smears, next to a dead deer or a lightly mauled politician? <laughs> We've all been there. Um, 
We have actually, and yes, as I say, I was young. I didn't really know what I was doing. Sure. I was just starting out. Yeah, it can be an incredibly worrying time, especially if you're on holiday with the kids. But there's there's hope. Yeah, Claire's Wear Care Delivery Service is discreet. Claire'sWearDeliveryService.com is a brilliant website. You can register your phone there, and they will deliver a lovely wicker basket filled with cleaning products, sanitizer, which is especially useful during COVID, and some nice spare clothes from designer brands. <laughs> hey. That sounds like just the product I need, Ed. And thanks for bringing it up because I'm I'm sick of waking up in clean, crisp, white bed sheets that I have soiled because I've been running around the woods howling at the moon. And then just look at our last good spare when I've been on the hunt. It's not it's and not appropriate, is it? It's just it's 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 no. an awkward situation that we could do without. <laughs> you've you've tried other products, but they don't match up, do they? Yeah, I've tried other services. I can really hand on heart say I've been really impressed with Claire's Wear Care Delivery Service. It's it's quite cheap. It's only three ninety nine a month and you know they they do hey. what they say and they've been very efficient with me. That's a very small price to pay for peace of mind or pieces of mind. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, so I, hope, I, hope the, I hope listeners don't mind these. Uh, we're just going to drop these adverts in. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got to pay for the podcast. Yeah, we? yeah. Claire's Wear Care Delivery Service, <laughs> where Claire's cares and shares with bear wares. It just rolls off I won't mind listeners but when, when we were prepping the podcast Ed didn't listen to anything I said Because he was too busy writing his script I don't know what you're talking about That, that script was provided by our sponsors <laughs> Oh yeah, sorry Sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, I've got a quiz uh, for I, you I, Oh, Brill. Oh, no. I, I, you see, I love doing this. This I love doing this, but then uh, my, my, I get all a bit stressy. I get, I get a bit nervous. Right, I've it. got, Go I've on, got two on? quizzes. The first quiz I'll do now, and the second yeah. one we'll do later on. These are okay. taglines for sequels of horror films. For sequels? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you've got to see if you can get any of yeah. them. I've got one, two. I've got four. First one is okay. something to the new batch. Gremlins 2. That is Gremlins 2. Who's the cameo in Gremlins 2? Christopher Lee. Is he in it? I was going to say Hulk yep. Hogan. Well, he might be in it. Hulk Hogan literally Lee's... stops the film in the middle. I, I can't remember it. Christopher right. Lee is, is in it. One out of one. I know that. Next one. <laughs> Two. Silence is not enough. This is a more, Silence is a more recent one. Silence is, is it? Um, is it the Quiet Place? It two is the Quiet Place too. Yeah, which is not out yet. The cl- is it I, not? I don't think it's. Out. I think it was about to come out, and then the whole COVID, COVID. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I might yeah. be wrong on that. Someone can fact check me. But that's two out of two. Yeah. You're doing well. Next oh, one. <laughs> two. The main course. Oh, right. Oh, man. Is it Jaws 2 or something? It's not Jaws 2. I know it isn't. But it's something like that. It's something that's going around eating, isn't it? Because that's in the clue. That, that's a clue. That, that's amazing it? deduction skills, Hal. I am extremely impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
the main course. Oh, can I come back to that one? No, it's Critters 2. <laughs> oh, Critters 2, yeah, yeah. Hasn't Critters 1 got, like, one of... I can't... Jennifer Aniston in. Maybe. One of them's got Leonardo Maybe. DiCaprio, and I think it's, like, the fourth one or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. And this one, I think you'll guess this one. I just found it really amusing for the most unoriginal tagline for a sequel. No, 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 two. They will tear your soul apart again. (laughs) Yeah, that's Hellraiser 2. Isn't it? It is. Hellraiser. If you're not in on the joke, the first one's tagline is they will they will tear your soul apart so they literally just put again at the end (laughs) yeah (laughs) the thing that you brought up Hellraiser there and uh, the thing about I I went to the cinema to see Hellraiser and as soon as I came out I wanted I don't know I don't don't know if I've got some sort of issue with Miss N because I was when Hellraiser came out I was 17 I went obviously I went into the cinema to see it and um I, I loved it, but one thing that really struck me by it was was the music. And if you get the chance, I'm sure it'll be on Spotify. But the composer is Christopher Young, and if you want a spooky soundtrack to your Halloween, you could do a lot worse than the main title from Hellraiser. I went straight out and bought the soundtrack, and I it's still a got song, it now. Isn't it? I remember it. Hellraiser, it, we're raising hell for you. It'll t- Tear your soul apart. Is that is that it? That'd be no. That'd be it. No, it goes like this. It's proper unsettling. Well, that is but unsettling. Could, could, you, if I heard that in my Western lounge, version. I would be disturbed. <laughs> You see, if if ever they remake, they'll probably reboot Hellraiser and reset it in America. Well, the weird thing about Hellraiser, when you watch it, it's really, you you don't know what country it's set in, because it seems to be set in London. But then you see this a lot of American iconography in it. It's really odd. It's really odd. If you if you go and watch it, you, you'll see what I mean. If you yeah. rewatch it, it's the kind of thing you don't notice when you first watch it. But uh, yeah, so Hellraiser two, yeah, Hellraiser. Cool. I, I like them. I'd like them to reintroduce it and have a new tagline like "He keeps on tearing souls apart," <laughs> and he can't stop his son tearing millennial souls apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hellraiser. Now, what I did... Uh, is that my quiz done? That's one of two quizzes done, yeah. All right. Yeah. Can I, I've, I've done, I've done right a bit of research that I thought that um, the um, the listeners might like. I went and sort of found out. When I was thinking about horror, because we'd said last podcast, we'd said, all right, we're going to do a Halloween special and let's think of some slightly crap horror films. And you forget, don't you, there are actually tens of thousands of horror movies well, and I, we could there's been some do a t- horror film podcast can we but i mean everybody does those <laughs> M- many people do that so we don't need they do it so we don't have to um but and and if you listen to this and, and you're not that fussed about horror 
Um, the the thing that I love is is um, I like watching old horror. Like old horror might be. I'm talking about black and whites. I'm talking about 1930s and and stuff. I, one of our mates on Twitter, the lovely Beth, she was saying she'd watch Nosferatu. I don't know if you'd seen that. Oh, tweet. I've got that on my list um, of people who've. Oh, have you? Well, we'll come. Can we come to that in a sec? Because yeah, well, I've, she, I've crossed her off that, now, frankly. <laughs> but I absolutely love I love all that me um, and I, I was just thinking about the categories and I found a good sort of way of categorising films and I, I think it's really hard this by the way to categorise horror because yeah. there's so much crossover because you'll have a gory movie oh yeah I was trying to do this really Kelly because she was asking as well it's really tricky to well here's here's what I came here's what I found um, I found that you could basically there's a whole pantheon of teen horror now in terms of slightly crap teen horror there's plenty but as a, as a case in point I think you could watch the first Friday the 13th movie and appreciate it for it's got Kevin Bacon in it so that's a start mm. but you could also appreciate it for kickstarting alongside Halloween a sort of so a sequence of movies that get gradually worse that go from slightly quite good to slightly quite crap. So just the Friday the 13th franchise does that for us. Mm. Um, Then we've got slasher movies, and that's another... So teen and slasher go together. Yeah, Yeah. slasher movies were pretty big in the 90s. They made a bit of a comeback with the old Scream movies. Yeah, they did. And and they were, if you like, harking back to the 80s and the 70s, mm. those screen movies. Then you got the natural world. Uh, I like the, the idea of Nature Strikes Back. So that's Jaws. Oh, that's yeah. a classic. But then you've got Tentacles. Piranha. You know, which is less so. Piranha. Piranha 2, The Spawning. The Meg. <laughs> they fly around. Oh, I like The Meg. Um, and then you've got Gothic. Gothic horror. So that's your sort of... Um, bodice ripping, murder, ghosts, Dracula houses. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, got yeah, got Dracula. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anything, anything. I think with uh, humans coming into contact with sort of monsters and supernatural, but very subtle. And, and there's a romance of, of of often. There's a romanticism yeah. around it. Um, and then we've got found footage. Uh, which I think okay, is I suppose a that's a kind of newish genre, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and and the, the one I I really liked, and I know this, it, it can be problematic for some people. The Blair Witch Project is that is that what kind of triggered it off? The Blair Witch Project. That's exactly it, and yeah. that's the one that um, I think is slightly problematic for some people. But I loved it. What when a clever I saw marketing that, campaign that had! It was oh, genius at the time, yeah. wasn't it? It was. It was absolutely ahead of the ahead of the curve. But as a as a film in itself, it did everything that a low budget horror should do. And mm. um, um, I just thought it was great. And then you get like your paranormal activities and the ghost sort of stuff. I watched one called The Lost Something Tapes. I can't remember now. Something about um, Dylan tapes, Sasquatches, Bowie tapes, La- Lost Bowie tapes, Lost Dylan tapes. No. No, no, not them. It's something to do with Sasquatches and monsters. Anyway, so found footage is a good one. And my favourite of that is one I watched recently. And it's not exactly found footage, but it's um, a kind of docu-horror, which Mm. is called Mungo Lake, which is really hard to find now. Oh, that was was mentioned 
But I'm gonna get. I'm gonna Last go through the names. Otherwise, this you, you're gonna have killed it all off yeah. with, with all these mentions. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. So Graham Andre mentioned Lake Mungo, but I think it was in reference to you mentioning it before. But I'm all shoving right. it in there anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, other films that got a good mention um, The Conjuring and all its sequels from Kelly Davy yeah Uh, The Borrower from Martin Noon in 1991 I'm not sure I've heard of that one before yeah I've heard of Borrowers I I mean that's a classic my mum could have given us The Borrower over Borrowers but she didn't (laughs) (laughs) she could have done couldn't she yeah it's it's a mom mistake to make Uh, George House and the Final (laughs) Destination movies Um, yeah I like them James Hawkins mentioned a film called Cat Size that I've never heard of have you not heard of that? Right, no. can I just tell Cat Side? I saw James had mentioned that, or the Hawkinator. He'd mentioned that. Uh, indeed, um, Cat's Eye is great because of um, James Woods plays someone who pays for a company to help him stop smoking. But then they do everything. They, like, nearly kill him and stuff like that. And they keep turning up and they're, like, surveilling his life. And James Woods, who... As an actor, we love. As a human, I'm not so sure. Yeah, but you still James tagged him in on a Twitter thing the other day. I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? I, <laughs> I was waiting for him to... I nearly put the disappointing James, real James Woods. But he's just such a brilliantly intense actor. So he's great in this role. In this, what is, It's one of those anthology movies, which I'll come back to shortly. Yeah. Crack on. Who else was there? Was um, there anyone else who got Lovely Beth said Nosferatu. Um, yeah. The Hawkinator also said bad taste. Now I've got lots of bad taste and brain dead were like the two VHS yeah. everybody wanted to have yeah. in their teenage years for, yeah. it, for my era anyway. Um, they're just yeah. they were the most gross out films you could possibly find at yeah. the time. Um, yeah, I mean they're still yeah. so like jaw droppingly gross. <laughs> I've got a but lot hilarious. of for Brain Dead. Yeah, Brain Dead is just great. Any any film that has the hero doing all the zombies in with a lawnmower, with a lawnmower, yeah, with a fly mow, yeah. Is, I've not watched so that film funny. for twenty years. Um, it's just brilliant. Jules Darwin said, "American Werewolf in London." Oh, and yeah. someone called uh, Silat Tajamal said, "The Haunting of House Hill," which is a Netflix series, which I can certainly say is very good I'm not sure it's slightly crap quite crap but it is very yeah. good um, yeah and so I'm th- sure those are our someone, contributions we had another but I can't remember who put it on the Hall- ha- sorry Howling 3 the marsupials which uh, <laughs> <laughs> any any howling film with a number after it or a Roman numeral neat is crap right so if you if we're ever we're desperate for for something to talk about, we'll always have how, the howling. You've just reminded me just because it sounds similar. Do you remember the house movies? House one, two. Yeah, three. I love them. House is brilliant. Yeah, house one. I is can't just remember great. which one I'm thinking of, but there's one where, like, it's so it's so daft. Like, there's a. Yeah. Um, a garbage disposal thing and she gets a fork stuck down there or something and she's reaching in and she's put a bit of tape over the switch to make sure it doesn't go down and then the house starts affecting the switch and you can see it just pushing against yeah. the tape and you're like oh no <laughs> it's so <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> those films though were great weren't they because what I mean and, and I think this is where we are when we're talking about 
when you do look back on films from previous de- decades, and this could be these could be disaster movies or anything, mm. science fiction movies, you've got to appreciate the practicality of the effects, which is why I think you and I really like the puppet horror stuff. You know, oh, like yeah. when you've got, when it's quite clear that actually that's a puppet which is what you saw in in great movies like an american wealth in london there's no cgi and jules actually said to i had a conversation with jules dolby about it and she was saying um she was saying that you know it's, it's quite dated in american wealth in london and, and i was saying yeah it is it's 40 years old oh, it's 40 years old <laughs> that's how dated it is yeah. you know that's just amazing what an amazing movie but um so we had found footage and so i'm going i'm just going through these yep. categories really so we've had teen slasher natural world gothic found footage and there's just two more there's folk horror which um is enjoying a bit of a resurgence at the moment uh, and How in that you've got that? Oh, that's films like that 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 are earthy things like midsummer things like ritual things like the wicker man yeah yeah it's the it's the um i watched the witch is folk horror i I know we've mentioned that cult films about cults yeah really yeah Yeah. and um i watched one and i can't remember if we've talked we haven't talked about it much but a film called hagazuma i think that's the title about a wit again it's a german film i think about a wit is it a german film i can't remember now it's about a witch Mm. and it's really good and it's really quite distressing so it's it's kind of fits the bill so i know i mean there's inevitable crossovers texas chainsaw massacre would you say that's a slasher slash folk horror god because it's kind of a a little quiet villagey weirdo kind of thing going on Mm. as well um, yeah, I, I I like I think it probably is that kind of folk horror because you've got the family in cahoots. Oh god, that scene where he's trying to throw the heroes, throw a hammer into a bucket or something—it's just the most disturbing yeah. thing. It's just it's just <laughs> horrible. But if you want a slightly crap version of that, you've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, with Dennis for which Harper. I have a great. Yeah, I've got a great affection for that film, but it is slightly crap, and and that is that laces in the final subgenre yeah. of horror, which is comedy. Um, and what they did with the second Texas Chainsaw Massacre film is is lace in the the gross humour, but also the dark humour, the yeah. black comedy. But comedy horror, that you know, your classic non-crap of that is Young Frankenstein, and also Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is a brilliant film. <laughs> well, the Evil Dead Prime, films as well. Yeah, the Evil Dead films. So if you yeah. look at them, they sit there um, in there. Look, the, 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 that list of, of subgenres isn't isn't fa- you know it's it's just a it's just helpful i think if if when you're yeah. talking about this sort of stuff because there's so much horror um out there um yeah so th- that was me going to go how yeah picture the scene oh go on you're yes. on a bus you're peckish and there's a lot of people around and you're yeah. a zombie Murdering people and oh, eating yeah. them can be awkward, both socially and indeed legally. Put that teenager's cheek down and get a load of this. Flaky scalp scratchings <laughs> from the Zombie Dave Crisp Company. No more court cases with flaky scalp scratchings. Pop open a bag, 
shove a few into your decaying face and away you go. There's three delicious flavours of flaky scalp scratchings. Bacon, salt and vinegar, and my absolute favourite, lemony pensioner. Have you tried them? <laughs> lemony pensioner? <laughs> lemony pensioner? Oh, delicious. What's the name of the company again? Flaky scalp scratchings from the Zombie Dave Crisp Company. Ah, oh, yeah, but I mean, Zombie Dave Crisp Company. Who? Where else would you go? I mean, oh, move it's the so sidewalk. It's so good. I mean, have, have you ever been in that position where you've got on a bus, sat down, put your iPod in? Um, you can tell how old I am. Uh, a bit of time passes. Before you know it, you're getting off the bus. Everybody on the bus is dead. There's blood everywhere. You've got a full belly and a full set of new problems. <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> hey, listen, I really like lemony. A bag of lemony pensioners just does me right. Flaky scalp scratchings from the Zombie Dave Crisp Company. There's, there's more to the zombie afterlife than death. <laughs> oh, that's just brilliant. Yeah, that's brilliant, that. I've got to say, Ed's, Ed's absolutely loving this. He wants to start a new podcast where he just does adverts. Next podcast, I'll just be on my own because you'll have been headhunted. Yeah, snapped up by the horror movie. Snapped on. Advert breaks. <laughs> that's, that, that's quality, that, mate. Can I talk about a book? You can talk about a book. A book. Talk away. Right, well, it's a book that's been made into a film that I've not watched. Um uh, yet, but I might actually watch it, having spoken about the book. Um, in, it's an Ameri- There are a sequence of American books, and I'm sitting here talking about it, and I am no expert on this stuff. Just just before we went on online to record this, I've discovered there's a whole documentary on Prime about these um, these this sequence of books, and they're called um, the well the book i've got in front of me which i know i'm going to i know this isn't very good for a podcast but i'm uh, just holding it up and scary stories it's called, it's called scary stories to tell in the dark and the copy i've got is a treasury hold on, which hold, I on, picked hold, up on at, hold on how can you read a book in on. the dark no no i think you just have a little light on and the idea behind and it's a good question that Ed um, it's so. it, because the idea is as a, and it's for nine year olds it's for kids and basically you, you sit around together and you read the story out to each other and they are all scary but here's the thing these these books and there's three of them and I should name the author it's um, basically the, the, the stories that are collected from urban legends and folklore and they've been collected and rewritten by or you know written by Alvin Schwartz and the thing about this book the thing that where I first heard about it was because um, it was reprinted recently um, but all the original artwork had been binned and the artwork was originally by um, an artist called Stephen Gamel G A M E L. but the thing was it was this, the 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 images in this this children's book in the original children's book were were um, very unsettling oh and upsetting and yet <laughs> you know kids kids all over America were absolutely consuming these stories yeah. um, and partly because the books were popular because of the sort of um, comic book style 
that they're, they're produced in. So I encourage the listenership just to go and Google uh, scary stories to tell in the dark and just go onto Google Images and have a look at some of the images because in the reprints they've sort of really softened the illustrations mm. to the detriment of the stories oh, um, so gutted I know but I managed to pick this up in a charity shop just at, I'm in Lake District recording this we're on holiday but I, I just saw it in, a, in, in, um, in the charity shop yesterday I've read the first one before um, so I'm really looking forward to looking at it and there's loads of new sorry loads of the old drawings I was going to say it's got all the old pics an original one go on, go on show me one on yeah, the camera is... I know it's not good for podcasts okay. but let's have a look at okay, one of the pictures okay just a sec I'm going to I'm going to find one no now pressure. that'll do no no that'll do the trick for you something it's just uns- it's the word is unsettling I don't know if you can I mean just the cover just check out the cover that is I mean, quite that's... disturbing and you you can judge a book. I, by I should its probably cover d- try and, and describe it. It looks like, well, it's similar to an image I saw on my, my children's window yesterday, where I, <laughs> I falsely accused my five-year-old of smudging all over the window, and then a, my, yeah. my middle child later on said, "No, Dad, look at it again," and it was the perfect silhouette of a pigeon <laughs> on the other side of the window. <laughs> and the image that Hal is Uh-oh. showing me is like a silhouette of a. Of a a man slash woman with a very distressing it's, facial expression on it. Yeah, and with holes where his his his, his body should be. Yeah, so it's a bit like my yearbook room, photo. So. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I, I looked at it, I thought, "Chuff me, I didn't know Ed was a model." <laughs> um, so I, I just um, I just re- it's really worth if you like this sort of thing, and if you like telling stories, and if you want to share some spooky stories with I don't know people in your house or, or whatever, you could do worse than than seek out some copies of um, of scary stories. Now the, fir- the these were made into a film, and uh, Guillermo del Toro was a writer on the film, but he he then sort of stepped back from it, and it's on Prime. I think it's free on either Netflix or Prime, and it's um, could, could you just pronounce I'd be that name again? Could you just pronounce that I name? Guillermo. I, <laughs> I, I think I got his name wrong, did I? I'm not. I, I, what is it? Giello. Isn't it Giello? Oh, no, no, I can't remember. All right, well, no, no, you're the expert, mate. If you're just sitting here correcting me, that's fine. Isn't it Guillermo del Toro? I don't yes, know. Yes, yeah, him. What's worse, him, though, is that we I, talked about Benicio del Toro in, in a previous one, but we were calling him Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> There's we're too brilliant. many Del Toros if, in the world, both of them. If, I'll tell you what, we're nothing. We're nothing but professional. Um, listen, he just did this. He he stepped back from it though, and it was a bit troubled apparently. And it's one of those where I first heard that they were doing it, and I was really excited because of the, the these books. I thought, well, this is going to be brilliant. But um, I'll be interested to see it, and I'll be interested to see um, what people who've seen it. Uh, think of it but it's there it dropped onto Prime and Netflix very quickly yeah. I think um, so that that was worth a look is it, Are you is reading it the film with the, the with the big sort of fat spludgy thing on the cover yes yeah it's got it's, like it's, it's like a, a scarecrow like a scarecrow guy in it oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I remember and that. the trailer looks good yeah the, the reviews weren't good, great though so maybe it fits with our podcast no. not scary it enough seem fit. to be the uh, the general well it might fit with the podcast because it's slightly crap which is um, probably the same as slightly disappointing yeah sorry Guillermo <laughs> <laughs> Guillermo sorry I, I'm alright to take the mickey out of people's names <laughs> well your name's quite Halloween special isn't it Howl Roberts 
Yeah, it I is. Yeah, it I haven't in. heard that before. Thanks. Yeah, no, you're welcome. <laughs> and so have you, have you I, I don't think my name works for Halloween. Ed, head. I don't know. Sorry, have I watched film? Yeah, well, should, should we should we do the little jingle and get on with with talking about some films? Yeah, that we've seen. Yeah, go on. All right. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. There you go. Slightly quiet crap films. That was the jingle. <laughs> I love that jingle. <laughs> That jingle is amazing, isn't it? I might just That's keep a, it in the is... bit where I just go... That's the best thing you've contributed to this podcast. Ever. <laughs> 27, 28 episodes in. <laughs> That's the highlight. Right, the Slightly Quiet Crap Film Podcast. Or the Slightly Crap yeah, Film Podcast, as, as we go by, is our tagline. Um... So this theme was horror films, as you know. This is the Halloween special, and we've talked about people's recommendations. And I tried to watch a film, um, a puppet horror film, but it's not out yet. And it's called Frank and Zed, and I'm dead excited about it. It's got a lot of hype um, because it's puppet horror, and that's like proper. It's like mm. when I say puppet horror, I mean like literally like the Muppets type thing. Um, mm. Hopefully not exactly like the Muppets. I don't want to see Kermit get you know decapitated or anything. Um, and it's taken seven years to make, and it was a Kickstarter film, and it looks amazing. Um, and it's finished now, but it's not been distributed. It hasn't been picked up by a distributor yet. Um, but they aired it at a festival, an online festival last weekend or the weekend before maybe. And I really wanted to watch it. And I I logged into this festival and I saw the button and it just said stream now $15. And I thought bargain, I'll do that. Um, But I thought I'll do it in a bit. And I forgot to, well, what I didn't realize was that it was there for a very limited time. So I came back a couple of days later and it's gone. And I was like, no, I really want to watch this film. (laughs) And it's not going to be available on DVD or anything for, for at least months because it doesn't have a distributor yet. Um, so fortunately I, I, they've got a Facebook page and I went onto that and because it's Halloween they've, they've been desperately trying to organise more viewings of this film um, and so it's streaming you have to pay obviously but it's streaming from Friday through to like the 3rd of November or something so I bought myself a ticket and I'm going to watch this film it looks brilliant it's it's all puppets um, it, it's I don't know. I assume it's going to be slightly comedic, but I don't know because um, I've tried to steer away from the reviews, other than picking up yeah. the, the vibe that everybody's loving this film. You know, bloodydisgusting.com say it's amazing. Nerdist say it's brilliant. It's going to be a hit once it gets picked up. Um, so I haven't been able to watch it yet, but I'm going to watch it in the next couple of days. So instead of that, I thought, God, I've got to watch something um, and not just talk about a film that I watched years ago. So I, I watched Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, for a couple that of reasons. That fits in nicely with Hellraiser. Yeah, yeah, well, Clive Barker's an interesting one to me because I've watched a lot of his films when I was really young, which has you know, completely made me deranged in adult life. Um, but... I like revisiting them through the lens of an adult to see what they're like. And obviously that's distorted because the time, so much time has passed and the films have dated. Um, Mm. But what really struck me was just how slightly crap they feel compared to when I watched them as a kid and was terrified by them. 
Um, no surprises. I mean, Nightbreed's the the opening scene, pretty much, or the second or third scene of Nightbreed, is a woman putting her kids to bed, and then she just gets absolutely brutally stabbed to pieces. Um, it's horrible. <laughs> it's really horrible. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, but what I like about the film, watching it again, is that it's 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 slightly atypical in that it's kind of a detective story <laughs> set in the world of <laughs> yeah um, uh, of two of the underworld versus the normal world, you know, kind of colliding a little bit. And there's there's somebody doing lots of vicious murders, and they they think it's someone in the underworld, but it's it, it spoiler alert, it turns out not to be. Um, but what I, what I remember distinctly about the video as well is that on the back of the video is a picture is a massive spoiler. I don't know if you remember this. How on the mm. back of the video, the person who is the murderer that you're trying to figure it out for the first third of the movie is stood on the back cover with a bloody knife and the face mask in his other hand, and you're like, "That's a bit yeah. of a giveaway." <laughs> it's a, it's a giveaway, and it's almost like you know. And I'd, I won't say it now, but I know exactly what you mean and who you mean. And it's kind of a it's kind of a bit. Um, what's the way? It, it's kind of a bit tongue in cheek, isn't it? Yeah. The casting of that, you know, yeah. uh, with it who it is, and it, yeah. It's a bit pat. It's a bit chummy. Yeah, and <laughs> dare I say it? I, I think, you like know. a lot of Clive Barker's films, f- looking at them now, they are amazing visually. Like the models, the makeup, the monsters—that's mm. what it's all yeah. about. Um, yeah, but it has a very kind of made-for-TV movie kind of feel about it now. Like everything yeah. is very obviously a, a fairly small set, and yeah. You know, there's, there's smoke machines, and there's there's it, it just has that feel of. Um, do you remember Beauty and the Beast, the TV series with Linda Hamilton? Mm. That yeah, that to me is the epitome of like a cheap looking mm. TV show um, where yeah. it was always dimly lit with with smoke machines at the sides, kind of thing. Yeah, blow blowing the smoke. Yeah, <laughs> and it feels very think- much like that. But the monsters mm. to look at are amazing. Um, well, at the time it came out, I was—I had a book voucher, so I went to the shops um, and I got—I bought the Clive Barker's Nightbreed makeup book. It was basically all the characters in beautiful colour photography, yeah. posing like school photographs. It's a lovely—it's a lovely sort of um, bit of memorabilia about the film, and probably dead easy to get if you if you wanted to see it. Yeah. Um, the thing when I think of Nightbreed, I've not watched it since I watched it on VHS. I've got a Blu-ray sitting in my house, um, ready to watch, and um, so that again I might watch that coming up. The thing I remember about it um, in more recent times is is Rick from TV's Holby City <laughs> is one of the um, monsters. So every time I see him, I always think, "There's that bloke from Nightbreed," and I'm pretty sure I'm I'm I'm, um, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the only viewers of Holby City who who who's who mind crosses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. it's. I mean, if you don't mind some pretty brutal stabby stuff, which is yeah. pretty much how this guy claims all his victims, and it's quite explicit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It does feel quite cheesy, so I don't think it feels scary really now. Um, But as I say, to to just admire the monsters, which is, to me, what Cronenberg's 80s and 90s movies are all Mm. about, really. Um, Yeah. 
it's great. I mean, there is there are some slightly odd choices with the female characters. You know, they almost inevitably yeah. have their boobs out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but even then, like their makeup and the, the the way that they've been presented is really really cool. Um, yeah, I think yeah, and that that that's true. That it's that imagination stuff which a writer can really as a broad canvas on. But once once we start trying to replicate that in a film, perhaps something gets lost, and you've got to go to atmosphere and um, you've got to go to atmosphere and characterization in a mm-hmm. film. Whereas I think, yeah, and that's where a lot of films fail because they don't have the characters, they don't have the atmosphere, and they have some gloopy effects, but basically they're a bit crap. Yeah, which is why we love them. I feel, I feel like they could remake this one though, because the plot is yeah. actually not bad. It's quite it's quite a solid mm. plot, I think, or it could be yeah. bolstered quite easily. Yeah. Um, there's a really yeah. odd like like films now they they often put after the credits a teaser at a potential sequel, hoping that they get green lit for it. This one, yeah, the last five minutes of it are entirely I want a sequel material. Um, yeah, which feels it just feels like a really odd ending for the film. Um, yeah, it's like all concluded and then yeah. it then it goes somewhere else and someone's resurrected and you're just like mm, okay. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely slightly quite crap. Ed, can you just hold up your hand and wiggle your fingers? Oh, look at those fingers. But they're looking a bit tired, mate. And, hey, do you need new fingers? Because if you do, why not head on down to otherpeoplesfingers.com where you can get yourself an array of fingers to replace the ones that you're tired of, that you've finished with. Otherpeoplesfingers.com will support you in giving you a hand... In moving forward with your life, oh. everybody wiggle your fingers. This advert was brought to you by secondhand.com. Right, moving on. That's, I love that, Hal. I've, I've often wanted a finger. Cheers, man. <laughs> I'm leaving that. I'm going to leave that hanging in the air. I'm sure we went down this cul-de-sac <laughs> last time. Um, can I just say something that we're going to be doing? Because we've nearly run out of time, but there's there's, a, there's two films I just want to mention. But yeah, also, yeah. what we're going to do on the Twitters is, um, uh, between us, between Ed and myself, just over the next uh, f- few weeks until we record again, we're going to just have a look on Prime and we're going to have a look on Netflix and just see what the free stuff is out there. We posted yesterday about um, a couple of films that are out there. One called um, Ben, which is um, it's free on Prime. The ben is a sequel to a, a, the rat film Willard. <laughs> it's slightly crap and it's got a Michael Jackson theme song and and also the film The Devil's Reign which is slightly crap is that R- they're from the 70s R-E-I-N or R-A-I-N R-E-I-J-N J-G I can't even spell Region Region is it Region yeah it's Region is it Regine but um, <laughs> there's two films. I just, if I if I may, I just want to finish with yeah. these two films, really, mate. And um, 
the, the first is one I caught by accident and um, I watched it and then researched it rather than researched it and watched it I just like the cover as in the picture that they put on oh, I can't remember if it's Netflix now or Prime I'm rubbish at that on the streaming um, but it's, service on the streaming services um, a film called Inbred now I just liked the cover because there was someone in the distance in a field screaming and there's someone you, you sort of stood behind someone holding a chainsaw so you just you just know you're in a good place so I thought I'm going to give this a go um, and I just put it on and I was very surprised the cast um, there's just a great the, the actress the first actress I see is an actress called Joe Hartley and Joe Hartley it, um, listeners might remember her from playing the mum in This Is England. She appears and crops up in all sorts of great British films. So she's like, plays a care worker in this film. And it's basically, um, it's ba- well, the tagline is, they came in peace, they left in pieces. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a film. And it's basically, it's basically some people, some care workers with some kids who need rehabilitating going to the Yorkshire countryside and then stumbling upon this weird community of inbred farmers now you want to watch that film and it sits very nicely in folk comedy it's a gross out movie it's um, the the filmmaker it's got a good pedigree the filmmaker is Alex Chandon who um, has been making movies for and and involved with horror for years and um, it's well worth uh, a watch some people saw it as very anti-Narvan and I kind of did a little bit but you just sort of have to leap over that and and just appreciate it it's just really good um, good wholesome Gore splattering. I, lo- I, I, I love lot. that you're calling a film called Inbred Wholesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you like that kind of thing. But um, I, I notice we've got about four minutes, so I just want to talk very quickly about a film that is very definitely slightly crap. It's free on Prime. I love it. And it's called The Monster Club. And The Monster nice. Club has in it it's it's based on a novel an anthology of of short horror stories by um a writer called R Shetwind Hayes if you if you look him up you'll see he's written a lot um and he died only i think about 10 years ago but he wrote he he created a whole um new batch of of kind of monsters that sit very nicely in the world of werewolves and vampires he i've put a family tree of that 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 was released with the film they produced um, a family tree of monsters so you have ghouls that that mate with humans and you get humgoos and stuff like that absolutely a fascinating kind of background to the to the film itself which in itself is 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 a bit of a disappointment however a a lovely one Uh, you've got vincent price in it for the first and only time in his career playing a vampire (laughs) you've got um you've got john carradine who throughout his career just looked about 90 (laughs) and then you've got donald you've got donald pleasance who once played blofeld and in this he's a vampire hunter working for the government nice it's just a great film and and um it's all set in the monster club where um really really poor 
mask effects are employed. It's like a real. It's as if me and Ed were asked to recreate <laughs> the cantina sequence in Star Wars. <laughs> It's just, it's slightly crap. However, it's it warms the cockles. And there's a stage and, and new wave acts of the time perform monster-themed songs between each story. Wow. Um, and the, the songs were written by... Um, I can't be doing with him, but B. A. Robertson. Um, he he writes the songs, and if you if you can get hold of the vinyl now, the soundtrack to the Monster Club, you need to hang on to it because it's worth a lot of money. Um, I managed to get a copy uh, just a couple of years ago because the songs are pretty funny, and the actual theme, the, cl- the, the the sort of soundtrack to the film is 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 is, is lovely. Yeah. Now, if you if you go and if you watch it, there's three stories, and um, they're all okay the best one which sits nicely with inbred is where a filmmaker in london goes to scout locations in the north uh, or somewhere it might not be the north it might be it might be somewhere rural anyway in the south and he comes across this village that's kind of trapped in 1873 or something and it's full of ghouls but it's the story behind it as the story unravels and it's only a 25 minute story it's just brill and um he he falls for a humgoo and um, he I'm tries sorry, to was. rescue it and a human and a ghoul oh, crossed see, right. a hum- humgoo but and uh, and and she's played by Leslie Dunlop who when I used to watch this on VHS she just I just absolutely loved her um, but if you look at the cast list if you go to IMDB and look at the cast list basically what you've got is Everyone who was in Hammer movies, Amicus movies, Tygon movies, b- the professionals, the Sweeney, just British actors yeah. just rocking up and Brit Eklund. Nice. You know, you've just got all these. It's just so brilliant, Ed. And it's definitely worth 90 minutes of your slightly crap horror time. So it's called The Monster Club. It was an A certificate. Everything about it is just brilliant beautiful and as is, is it on streaming did you say yeah it's on it's on prime Ooh. and it's kind of kid friendly as well it's it's an ace it was an a certificate well i heard that about the i ghoulies. love it so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you did i mean i loved it um because of I, I wanted peter cushing to be in it i wanted christopher lee in it yeah. i wanted klaus kinski in it that's what the producers wanted as well but they all turned it down but can you imagine that film vincent price john carradine peter cushing christopher lee and klaus kinski you just got them all in it yeah but um three of them turned it down so I, I, I obviously I've talked about that quite quickly. I might put some more stuff on the Twitter. I've put the family tree of monsters on Twitter for our for Lovely. our friends on there to have a look at. Um, so those are my two films for the horror special. But what Brilliant. we want you to do now, listeners, for homework, and we're going to have to finish now. But what we want you to do for homework, if you like, is. Um, is is go and, go and watch something and then let us know what your Halloween treat was. And by treat, we don't mean anything brilliant like Jaws or Halloween <laughs> <laughs> or the original Friday the 13th, which I like. Um, go and catch something that you know might be a bit crap. Absolutely. <laughs> right, just before we finish, last thing. I've, I've promised two quizzes and I've only done one. You ready for the last one? Oh, yeah, sorry. No, no, yeah, it's fine. On. Right, the Scream Quadrilogy... 
and I believe there's oh, a fifth God. one on its way. Uh, yeah. Famous cameo at the beginning of the first one, Drew Barrymore, right? Yeah. Can you name two more cameos across the entire four films? No. <laughs> Would you like this no, as a I multiple choice? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I, I loved Scream. Saw it at the cinema. Absolutely loved it. I couldn't it was remember ev- either. It was everything. I looked it up I for this it. quiz and I was like, what? There's so many cameos in these films. Which makes sense because they're so tongue-in-cheek. Um, so Wes Craven appears loads of times. Um, oh, yeah. Kristen Bell, Anna Paquin. Uh, oh. Matthew Lillard appears in two more movies, even though he's obviously killed off in the first one. He just appears. Jay and Silent Bob are in Scream 3. Are they? (laughs) Luke Wilson, (laughs) Tori Spelling. um, Oh, God. Just Jada Pinkett Smith's in there somewhere. Portia de Rossi's in there somewhere. Carrie Fisher's in one of them as well. So there you go. Just a, a, a seething mess of cameos in the screen. I, I feel like yeah. I need to watch them again just to play spot the cameo. Um, well, if you like that sort of thing, you need to watch a film called Sleepwalkers, which I've mentioned on a previous cast where vampire creatures are scared of cats. And <laughs> you get like Stephen King, Clive Barker, David Cronenberg. They're all in there. Um, if if you fancy, it's just getting a release on Blu-ray, I think. All right, all right, mate. Have a happy Halloween. That was the that was the horror <coughs> festival. That was <laughs> I can't do it. That was the horror special. Put put your dog out, Hal. The Slightly Crack Film Podcast was brought to you by Hal Roberts and me, Ed Southall, in partnership with our wonderful sponsors, Freaky Frank's Fungal Foot Powder and Simon's Fish Bazaar, where every fish is an awkward surprise. Find us on Facebook at Crap Film Podcast, and then do it all over again on Twitter at Crap Film Podcast, because you can never get enough of a crap thing.